1: So now the national media is trying to put out a a Spider-Man pointing meme saying Justin Fields is going up against Daniel Jones, which in a way is correct. But if you think for a moment that the situation between Daniel Jones and Justin Fields is remotely close to one another, you're being just woefully, willfully, obtuse to the whole situation. Justin Fields hasn't even been a starter for 16 games in the NFL. Daniel Jones has been surrounded with elite-level wide receivers, been given ample opportunity to go out there and show what he can do. And I understand that he was under duress on Monday night. His offensive line has not been great. But to put these two guys in the same category is absolutely hilarious because nothing can be further from the truth. I think we all need to have a little bit of patience with Justin's Fields, And you know what? I'm running out of patience. So Sammy, let's start the show. Turn up your, Turn volume. Up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick podcast, the podcast. Sick podcast. with Adam Ray. <laughs> the ticket Chicago Bears and fantasy football podcast brought to you by underdog fantasy and air pura entertainment like no other it's gonna be sick it is Tuesday night you know what that means it is time for take it to the rank and we have got an epic show for you here tonight and so we're gonna waste no time and bringing on our co-host She's with us every Tuesday. You see her on Fox. You see her all over the place. C-H-G-L. You're, you're everywhere. Carmen Vitali, how are you?
0: Uh, I'm great. And I'm enjoying this wonderful fall weather that we now have in Chicago. It's my first fall in six years. So I'm very happy.
1: It seems like you're dressed now for fall. Like it changed overnight. And now all of a sudden it you're did. dressed fall-aprope. It is like 30 degrees out here in Southern California. Oh, sorry. That's for our Canadian producers. It's ninety to everybody else, but uh, it is great to have you here. Uh, it's a, it's listen. We're gonna have a, We're gonna have a fun time. We're gonna have a good show. I wanted before we bring out our guests, and we're gonna have Dion Brooks joining us, and for those of you, you know who he is. If you the name's not ringing a bell when we show you the video, uh, it certainly will ring a bell. But let me ask you a question: Where are you standing on Justin Fields right now? How are you feeling?
0: Um, I don't know. Because I haven't been given enough of a sample size to know at this point. Um, they're doing what's working, and I get that. They're wanting to win games, but I think that this Bears, the Bears team, needs to kind of reckon with the decision of: Are we going to try to win games, or are we going to try and develop and figure out what we have at quarterback? Mm. So um, I, this was this was an opportunity. Uh, we said it going in that you know the Houston Texans were giving up. The second most yards in the league. They were giving up the sixth most passing yards. Like this was the team to throw the ball against, and and they didn't. And they elected to stay on the ground. And I mean, kudos to David Montgomery and then Khalil Herbert. Holy crap! But yeah. I still, I, I, Justin doesn't look comfortable. The offense has no sort of rhythm, and I am no closer to evaluating him as a potential franchise quarterback than I was prior to this season.
1: Yeah, it is kind of a weird catch twenty-two. The where like you do want to win games, absolutely. But you want to see what you have at quarterback. I don't know. I I don't. I, I still like winning. So I, I we'll see. I, I think that when you're when you're working on your footwork, when you're learning a brand new offense, when you're doing all sorts of things, we see Russell Wilson up there in Denver. I keep saying Seattle, but up in Denver, struggling with the exact same offense, trying yeah. to put it together. I think that perhaps we can have. A little bit of patience and speaking of patience i have none because i want to get to our first guest and he is an actor and a comedian and his video went viral recently sammy can we play the video before we bring him out just to let everybody know look
2: at him just stupid you, like why you, they know you, the field is, time is like? you okay yeah i'm all right is you crying don't leave me alone. You know I'm watching the game. No, I'm not like, crying. I told you they was gonna lose. I don't know why you acting like this. Why is you talking about my business? Why is you talking about my business? But you they damn I mean? bad with team points. They cheated though. They cheated. They cheated. They cheated. We would have won. They cheated. You not hot with all this stuff on? Yeah. Hey man, why you coming? <laughs> I told you don't. When they lose, don't talk to me for the rest of the week. Why is you bothering me? <laughs> Dang you.
0: Whoa! What about the wristbands? You
2: act like they finna throw you in a game to save the last couple of points for you. Would you leave me alone? Would you leave me alone? You don't even cry for me like this. I oh, only you know you for two months. It's been my team for twenty-two years. Yeah, win, lose, or draw. This way I'm at. Get out. Get out. I don't even want to hear what. what? I, know you, I know you. I know you. Get out. Get out. For they real. need to recruit you if it's this serious. Get out. For real. I'm on the team. I'm with the team. Get out. Come on. Oh no, come on. All
1: right. Okay. <laughs> oh, Carmen, I see your face. You, you didn't know what to think, but uh we have him here joining us here today. He's an actor and comedian, and his TikTok went viral worldwide. Please welcome to the show, Dion Brooks. Dion, What's how up, are you? Guys?
2: What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> Good.
0: Hi. How are you,
2: Dion? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. I was yeah, saying, the Bears got a win for you this weekend. The Bears got a win this week, and I knew that they would. I knew that they would. I talked to Justin before the game, and um, I think I was listening to you guys talk. I think we've been a little too hard on him. I Think we've been oh, a too hard on him. Yeah, and I got the proof. He signed. He signed my jersey right, right here. This is him okay. right here. Yeah, he signed it right there. And cool. I talked yeah. to him before the game, man. And I, I think a lot of people are taken out. We got we to gotta race one game. Let's throw the 49ers game out. It wasn't a good condition for us to really throw the football out there to get a good assessment of him. Uh, the Green Bay game and the Houston game, now we look at those two. Um, we were able to run the ball well, but like you said, he doesn't look comfortable. But I think it takes time. It's only been 13 games. We gave Mitch 20 years to figure it out. So <laughs> I think we got to give him a chance. I think we got to give him a chance.
1: Yeah, it feels like once you give up too early, then every other quarterback that's going to come in down the pipe is going to get, what, a game? You get a game to prove yourself, and if you're <laughs> poor in that game, then you're gone. Like, I I, don't, I can't imagine what would have happened if Peyton Manning, if, if Peyton Manning had been dropped to the Bears this season, what it would look like, and then how quickly the, the, the franchise fan base would turn on him. But you know what? That's what fans do. And speaking of the fans, um, I love the video. How much? how much of that how much of that was true to life
2: uh the feelings inside of the video I think represented every bears fan across the across the world
1: yeah. uh,
2: the tears weren't real but the the hurt I was definitely hurt the video was originally was being prepared just in case they won I thought they were gonna win so yeah. I had the video written up as if you know they were gonna win I was gonna be crying as if they had just won the Super Bowl. And um by the third quarter I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um so I started making some adjustments <laughs> to what the plan was. And um and, and it just it just came out like that. It just came out like that. Um the classic line. This has been my team, you know. I only know you for 2 months. This has been my team for 22 years. Yeah. That's real. That's real.
1: <laughs> and is that your real girlfriend who's doing it or is that a, No, is that no, no. That
2: was that was a good friend of mine. I just asked her to come by and um I asked her to come by and just, you know, just to help me out with the video. Uh, I have broken up with girls. When I'm in a relationship, I ask them not to call me on Sunday at all. Right. Until mm-hmm. after the game. Now, if they if if they lose, we're going to shoot for, like, Wednesday, Thursday-ish, where we can start yeah. back to communication. Because, <laughs> you know, that's about when you start getting excited for the next game. Right now, yeah. we're yep. excited because we won. But when you lose, it to about Thursday. You know, you start to feel good. And if they plan a team that that you know they may not beat that week, we got to wait to like the following Tuesday before we can before we can speak again.
1: Carmen, I'm curious because you know you're so into sports and everything. Do you have this problem in <laughs> reverse? Like, do you ever do you ever like run into guys where like how do you find guys who don't like sports or anything like that?
0: Oh yeah, no. There's been times where it's like i I've gone on a date and you know first date you're going to know each other and. I've had guys be like, "Yeah, I'm not really a football guy," and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like "I don't. We can't be friends. Like, we <laughs> can't be anything at this point." Like, I, I, like, you don't have to be as as into it as I am. I mean, I'm I'm so into it. I've made it my livelihood. But mm. you need to at least understand that this is a big part of my life, and you're gonna need to kind of act accordingly around me. So I, I resonate. That resonated with me. Like, get out. I don't want to talk to you right now. Like, I'm going to need a little bit to cool off or what have you. I thought
2: that was – it's very relatable. Right. Yeah, Yeah. and I think, um, you know, I think a lot of times, uh, especially when you've you've been in it so long, like I said, I've been a fan for 22 years. I've been in it a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen stuff so long that that I figured out the Bears quarterback situation. Like, over my years, we started off, you know, when I came in, we had Jim Miller. And I was too young to really understand that Jim Miller wasn't the long-time answer, you know. Right. And then it turned into a relationship thing because then we, we got with Rex Grossman. <laughs> and and Rex Grossman was, was cheating on us because he was always throwing the ball to other people. Yeah. Or okay. fumbling it, yeah. Yeah. Then we got with Cal Lorden. And Cal Lorden was, like, the girlfriend that was just, like, too nice. And it wasn't kind of like, it just wasn't enough. So we moved on and we got us a sexy guy. And we got us Jay yeah. Color. And yeah. Jay yeah. Colour was toxic, okay? Because one minute <laughs> we were doing good, then we were doing bad. And we had to move on from that. And then we got with, with Mike Glennon. And you ever, you ever got in a relationship you wasn't supposed to get in, like you was just yeah. hurting? And then y'all got together on accident? That was Mike Glennon. And then, and then we moved on to Trubisky. Trubisky was just too young for us. You know, yeah. Trubisky wasn't really mature enough for us. And then for we sure. moved on to um, Nick Foles. And uh, Nick Foles was like a little fling. And now we with Justin and, you <laughs> yeah. know, Justin is just like, you know, we just, you just want to fall in love so bad. You know, and we just waiting for the reasons to fall in love. But I think, I think he gonna get it done for us.
1: No, I, I think he's gonna be pretty good. Jay Cutler is the one that like alienates you from all of your friends. Mitch yep. I Nick Nick Foles is like, do, you, like Yeah. <laughs> Nick Foles is, yeah. <laughs> Nick Foles is the divorced person who's like yeah. just out. You're like, oh, they're just here for a good time. Like they're not they're <laughs> not the long-term answer. They just want right. to go out. You met him at the Firefox. Uh it might be good for one evening and then that's it. Uh great assessment uh with the Bears quarterback. But what is it? i, I love that. I, I really do, you know, because I, I try not to be in a position where I'm making too many excuses, and I don't want to just give anybody a free pass. But it seems to be a little excessive. Like, I cannot believe how toxic, how fast it is. And I don't know if it's the fact that both the Cubs and the White Sox suck, the Blackhawks haven't done anything, the Bulls haven't won in a while. Is that why everybody's giving up on Justin Field? Like, why is everybody so angry and, and so ready to turn the page already?
2: I think it's more so because – what we've been through as far as the quarterback situation, you know, we, we thought we had it with Mitch in 2018. And then 2019, you know, he regressed and, you know, Matt Nagy, you know, play calling was, was turning into Madden 2003. So <laughs> I think, um, I think, I think that's what it is. It's just what we've been through. And it's like, as soon as we see something that remind us of the other guys, we'd be like, Nope, Nope. nope. He, he, down he doesn't have it. No, nope. we gotta go get somebody else. And it's I think the ghost of girlfriends past. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we just gotta we got I think Justin Fields needs he maybe needs a little bit more development than what we thought coming out of the draft. Um, I like I said, I think um I think I think he I think he I think he's gonna work out. I think it's just a matter of getting the right pieces around him. The offensive line has not played as bad as we all thought they would. The but number I think two, they,
1: the number two run blocking offensive line offense. according to Pro Football focus.
2: So I'm yeah. kind of surprised that that hasn't opened up the passing game a lot more. Um, but I think if they if they stick to that and start to open up some some um you know some play action and you know get creative with these route trees to get some of these wide receivers, you know, you know, running free and you know, making it everything quicker. Justin holds on to the ball too long sometimes, and I think they're not putting him in position, you know, to make those quick reads. And, you know, when he's looking, he's looking. I think they got to, you know, ease him into it. So I think they need to start to cut off half of that field, roll him out more, and um, and I, I think he'll be all right. And I think this week against the Giants, I think he'll get a chance to really, on the road, I think he'll really, you know, bring a spark to the, to the passing game this week. Yeah, yeah I don't I mean, want it to
0: come off like I'm giving up on Justin either. No, <laughs> no, no, I no, know, no. Like I, I know you're not, I know you're not. Yeah, no, I like, this is his third offense in three years if you go back to college. So, like, and, you know, he had, he transferred in college too. So, like, it takes a while, and I get that. You don't have your weapons, you know, you don't have a lot of weapons to begin with, and now you get Byron Pringle going on IR, and you're, like, you're. it's a constantly shuffling cast of characters around you and a shuffling offensive line on top of that um, who was grading out well on the run, but the pass blocking uh, could use some work. But I think once that gets solidified, maybe it's just as simple as, yeah, like we're, you're not gonna know necessarily what you have until you kind of surround him a little bit more. Look at what happened with Jalen Hurts in, in Philadelphia.
1: He lived- I, yeah, and you know what? I mean, people people were going after Jalen Hurts a couple of years ago. Hell, even last year, people are like, "Well, Jalen Hurts stinks. They got to find another quarterback." Because Nick Sirianni went really run heavy. Like the first couple of weeks out of the out of the gate, if you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers, he was throwing the ball like 40 times a game which I think would – which, again, this is the best part of, like, Chicago Bears fandom, is that if Justin Fields was out there throwing the ball 40 times a game, I know the fan base would be like, Luke gets, he needs to be fired because he's not running the football. This is Chicago. We run the ball here and play defense. Why do you have this young quarterback out there throwing the ball 40 times when he's not ready? This is inexcusable. And then they go the other way, and you're like, why are they not throwing the ball? Too much running. We need to live in 2022. I don't think that I, and I honestly, and Carmen, let me ask you this. I I, I love the press conferences of all these guys because it's not the Matt Nagy. We're here for the wise. They're like giving us a straight answer. I, I I feel like they're just giving us the straight answer. I thought when Luke Getzey was talking about the the shotgun play a couple of weeks ago, made perfect sense. I might not agree with it, but it makes perfect yeah. sense uh Eberflus was just like yeah our quarterback's not playing like they're not trying to sugarcoat it I think it's I don't know you've covered football like what do you think of those coaches
0: I mean more often than not actually almost all of the time there is a reason for even the dumbest plays that you think that you saw on on whatever game it was like and so yeah you think for you know fourth and inches at the goal line and you're trying to get across it and you're gonna line up in the shotgun all right yeah no at first glance, that doesn't make sense to me. But, like, yeah. it's not like the coaching staff just threw someone out there. It was like, ah, oh, let's just, you know, like dart at a board with, play, like, the play sheet. Like, let's go this one. Like, that, there's there's a, a method to the madness all of the time. Now, are there communication breakdowns, all the other stuff? So, it's nice when I think coaches are very much taught to take on all of the blame. They don't ever want to, you know, put their posi- their players in a bad position. And I, And I'm very sympathetic to that. I think that's the way you should do it but at the same time like there is a reason that some of this stuff doesn't work out and it may not be the play call it may not be whatever so seeing these guys just kind of simplistically say it is it, it is refreshing but it's also the truth um there's there's often that kind of, and i think that these guys get kind of bogged down with just trying to um you know make sure that they're not saying anything inflammatory or yeah. whatever it is yeah. more yeah. Than, not, than anything
1: and, Dion, you were out there. You were at the game. So, you were there on Sunday. Is this correct? Yes. So, you got people. Well, we have pictures. We saw, the, we saw the photo of you with Justin Fields. I think we have some other ones. Oh, our guy. David Jones. He's the a, nicest
2: dude ever, right? I'm going to let you know he's a real nice dude. He followed me back on Instagram. And he told me, he said, I'm playing next week. Oh, I, was I say, love Do it. We
0: have an update. Are we breaking news? Bill, yeah. Sean, we, we
2: he told me. He said, I'm playing He said. I'll be good to go next week. I told him we was excited to see him. So, you know, maybe that's the boost we need in the offense. But somebody – we need somebody just to, you know, to be able to it's – it's always going to take us one play, man, to open that thing up. And we just not – we're not getting those big plays. Or like Matt Nagy used to call them the chunk plays. We need the yeah. chunk
1: Well, I mean, Khalil Herbert was providing enough chunk plays that I think that we're we're, we're a good – a decent offensive team. What was the feeling like in the stadium, though? Because I know what it's like on Twitter – I was at a small we have a we have a watch party at Rip Beer Company in, in Huntington Beach, the one of the PCH location. Everybody was thrilled. There was one guy, like there's one Chicago guy who's who can't like nothing's gonna thrill him. He right. he lived he lived through the 85 Bears. So nothing's go, nothing's right. ever gonna be good enough for him. So I don't I don't count his opinion. Uh, everybody else was thrilled. What was it like in the stadium? Were people walking out like upset that they won, or were they like, oh, we won a football game? That's kind of fun.
2: Um the way we won, I think people people were really uh the people were really excited um with the uh with you know with the last second field goal, but you still heard people saying, oh, but Justin's gotta play better. If this wasn't the Texans, we don't win. And you know, I, I personally thought the Texans play I thought they played well. I they played better than what I thought they were gonna. Yeah, I thought they were gonna play. But yeah, people were, you know, people were excited, not as excited as, as they were when we beat the 49ers. Yeah, um, because of you know the way Justin played, but I say all the time, a win is a win, we should be happy about this win yeah. and understand that there's still work that needs to be done. It's different if we if he plays that bad and we lose, that's different because then we feel like we lost the game because of him, now we just feel like we won the game because of someone else, Khalil Herbert. <laughs> so, yeah, so you know, everybody else just you know, you know, they was excited about it, but you still heard people, oh, Justin has to play better. He's holding the ball too long. Yeah. You know, with so many experts, uh, so yeah. many critics, that I tell you right now, I was down on the field, and I seen how big some of those guys are. And if those guys were chasing me down like that, let yeah. me tell you something. I don't know about Justin. I don't know, but they'll have uh, intentional ground in every play. I'll just throw it out yeah. into the stands. Every, I mean, every, every time, man, some of them guys are so big. And even Justin, though. Uh, he doesn't look as big on TV, but man, standing next to him, man, he is huge. Big, you know? big, big. I met Cole Komet, uh, Roquan Smith. Me and Roquan took a picture. Roquan is yeah. a big dude, and I'm a small guy, so I guess. Oh, stop! I, yeah, so I guess I just look, you know, small compared to those guys. But uh, Darnell Mooney was another one that you know that I spoke to, and I think they got to they have to get creative to get him, you know, to get him, you know, involved in some of these football games, other than trying to throw the screen pass. Other than trying to throw the hitch route, I think they need to go some double moves or something. But they got to get that. They got to get that connection going between him and Justin.
1: Yeah, I think you can both think that you know it's fun to win, and also this offense needs to get a little bit better. And I know some people have been pointing to the 2018 season, like this is the formula we had in 2018. Which okay, I, I I sort of agree with that in the fact that you know the defense and the the running game have done a tremendous job, but that 2018 team was expected to win. Yeah. This team is developing. And yeah. so if you're developing and you're winning and you're starting to develop a culture, I think that's that's huge. And uh but again, I'm not I'm not dismissing. I'm not trying to just be like, "Ah, but their quarterback, no, he's got to play better." I think that we're all everybody's got like a different area of like, you know, like I don't know. I think I'm just more I don't know how to explain it. I'm just not ready to give up on. I know nobody's here to giving up on Justin Fields, but it's just like not it's frustrating. Even, I'm Bears not Twitter is frustrating me. That's what it is, is. Bears Twitter is frustrating me, and
2: it's not fun. <laughs> you got to sometimes you got to not read some of those tweets, man, because they'll. Um, you know, I'm glad. I you know, I'm glad, and like I told Justin when I seen him, I said, "Hey, I said, don't worry about what those people are saying. You're supposed to be here, man." Yeah. Just focus on that. Focus on what you're supposed to be here. This is Chicago. When it comes to the quarterback, they, they, we, you know, they hard on them. Like they like they like we we just so desperate. Look, we haven't had a good quarterback since this lady was alive. Okay. <laughs> oh my and gosh. I, and, and, and I, I just like I tell them, I say, hey, just focus on that. You supposed to be here. You got people that's happy for you to be here. Just just focus on that. Forget what they're saying on Twitter. Because if you get on Twitter, yeah. Twitter, the Twitter yes. doesn't
1: make any sense. I had yeah. back-to-back tweets today. One being like, "Those are the greatest shoes I've ever seen in my life," and the next tweet being like, "Those shoes are absolute garbage." What are you thinking? <laughs> like that's yeah. we have Too many. Back in the day, oh, we it's could, a forum
0: for everybody's opinion.
1: We don't need everybody. that.
0: Like, no, no, we like we certainly don't. Like, as a society, do like not everyone needs to be able to express their opinion.
1: Twitter for needs real. a call screener. Like, <laughs> remember, like back in the day, like we would. The only time you would hear the lunatics would be the late-night-overnight show on The Score or something like that, or, or AM 1530 WCKG, the Chicago home <laughs> of the sick podcast. Uh, you can hear us every Friday at 2 out. o'clock. You know what? I screw that. yet. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> By the way, we don't take callers for a reason, uh, but we do take – we do take questions. By the way, do you can you can you stay? Do you want to stay and answer some questions? Yeah, i Are you okay? Like yeah, I don't cool. know. Yeah. I want to make sure. I don't want to keep you. I know you're busy. Yeah. I want to I know that you you've got uh your you've got a very busy schedule. We're gonna talk more about your stand up, plug some of the shows that you're doing. I know you've sold out a couple of shows, and I believe it was Cleveland.
2: Cleveland, too. Uh, yeah, two in
1: Cleveland. Yeah, two in Cleveland, which is amazing. But before uh, we take any questions, I wanna remind everybody. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign in using the promo code SICK and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. If you've, if you've been playing in a fantasy league where you drafted Alan Robinson and you drafted Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore and maybe even Kyle Pitts, Tyreek Hill was terrible this week. Well, you can start over. Go to Underdog. Go get, go get, go, go start your season over again. They've got a bunch of contests. They got like, simple, like their games. Listen, all levels of fantasy. Go check out Underdog Fantasy. Download the app. It's an amazing platform. I love it, and uh, you will too. All right, let's uh, let's see if are there any questions, Sammy? And uh, how angry are the people? What type of <laughs> girlfriend? What type of girlfriend is Matt Nagy?
2: Okay, Matt Nagy is the delusional girlfriend Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy is the girlfriend that thinks she knows everything But she doesn't, okay yeah. So you, we had to get rid of that Because we got tired of arguing with Matt Nagy all the time
1: was, was, she the, was she the kind of girlfriend that when you walked into her house And looked at the decor, all the plays on the wall You're like, yeah, I gotta go
0: I gotta go. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see you <laughs> is, later. So, Matt Nagy is like a live, laugh, love girl. Is that what we're saying? Yes.
1: Right now? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You're like, whoa. That was
2: a good I'm question. I,
1: I'm glad I stopped over here on the way out to uh, <laughs> El Torito or wherever it is we're going to. I don't even know if they have El Toritos in Chicago. Uh, great question. By the way, if you're enjoying the show right now, uh, make sure you comment sick. If you're watching on YouTube, If you're enjoying us on Facebook or, you know, at the same time, if you're listening to us as an audio podcast, make sure you leave a five-star review comment sick. It helps us out. We really do appreciate you doing that. And uh, let's go to the next question, Sammy. Assuming we have one, I should have asked first, Uh, Rick Gonzalez uh, with Pringle on IR. Do the bears go after a wide receiver in free agency or do they make a trade Carmen? What do you think the bears do at this point? Uh, Are they going to stick, with the receiver room that they have or what What are the options?
0: I mean, they've stuck with the receiver room that they have while Bayless Jones has been out. And you're, we're, we, we broke some news tonight that Bayless Jones is going to be coming back. So now that you Byron Pringle is out, hopefully you get Bayless Jones back and you kind of work him into the offense. I, I don't know about you, Byron Pringle really hasn't had as many, as much work as I thought that he was going to have. Yeah. Um, but again, there just hasn't been the volume of passes, I suppose. Uh, to to warrant that necessarily, but um, they're getting it done with, you know, with tight ends and and, and running backs now that Cole Komet has finally gotten his first catch. Um, That being said, I don't think that they're going to be going after anybody when they have somebody kind of waiting in the wings to come on and you want to develop Bayless Jones Jr. See what he can do, how he can fit into this offense. And I think that, you know, they can play maybe a little bit of a similar role, um, you know, just kind of sporadically getting into the, getting into the scheme and, and trying to, uh, maybe on some of the gadget plays, all that kind of
2: stuff, we'll see.
1: Do you remember where you were when Cole Komet made his first catch of the season?
2: <laughs> Do I remember?
1: yeah, where I remember exactly what I was doing when Cole oh. Komet finally made a catch this season,
2: so wait was this was his was his first catch in Houston?
1: I think it was this week, right? yeah, yeah was okay.
2: Houston yeah yeah I was sitting in, I was sitting in the stands <laughs> I was sitting in the stands when it, when it happened. I don't think it's I mean, Cole's fault, though. I don't think it's just. but no. well, he dropped a few. He dropped a few. He, he dropped a couple still. Needs but to, I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's his fault. He's getting open. Yeah. He's getting open. Yeah. I've seen a couple plays where he was open. So I think they got. I think it's the line. And I think Justin has to be faster. And I think Justin has to start throwing um, with anticipation. You know. Yeah. It may not look open right now, but you have to anticipate that, you know, that that route is going to open up again. And you just have to throw the ball. And we got to be okay if he's going to throw a few interceptions. But that's just going to be part of the growing pain. We just have to be okay with it.
1: No, for sure. I always I always go to the golf analogies way too quickly. But to me, it's like when you're trying to learn a new swing and you're thinking about things way too much, and it's not until, like, the 12th hole when you've had four beers that you're like, you know what the hell with it. Like, I'm just going to go out there and swing. And then you start grooving it down the middle of the fairway. And so I think that – I'm not saying that Justin goes into the locker room and, and pounds a couple of beers with a Jagerbomb, bomb. But at the same time, he's got to get a little bit more comfortable with what he's doing.
0: He does, for sure. Uh, and I think we're going to see that a little bit more. But also, like, because you've had all the question marks on the offensive line, too, who, again, is doing better. But, like, you see Cole Komet, he's a he's a blocking tight end. That's what he was at Notre Dame. So yeah. you know that he has value there, and he's being asked to do a lot. Tight ends are asked to do a lot in this offense in general. Um, so I think that it's also him getting acclimated to what his roles and responsibilities are now that he can be that kind of true wide tight end that passes or that catches passes as well as stays into block. Uh, and, you know, if he really comes along, though, that's such a crucial weapon to have uh, in, a, in an offense like this one.
1: All right, forgive me. I, you know, he's a Notre Dame guy, so I lash out at him. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're a Northwestern family, so I, I'm going to take it out of the Notre Dame. Family. I do too,
0: but like Notre Dame and Northwestern don't have anything. Like, there's nothing there. Northwestern is not relevant enough.
1: You did not I can grow say up in my I went there. You didn't grow up in my family. Like they were just. I don't know why. Like it, it's always the most one sided. Like Notre Dame doesn't consider us a rivalry. Like why do we? Why do we hate this school? But I grew up. Not like, Well, we're also Presbyterian, so I guess maybe that was part of it, too. Uh, my mom made me wear orange on St. Patrick's Day. So, listen, there's a lot of other issues going on. <laughs> I should not put on Cole Komet, so I apologize to him. That was unfair. That's unlike me, by the way, but you know what? The Notre Dame kid, that's where I felt comfortable taking a shot. Um, Sammy, save me. Give me another question, please, or give us another question. Uh, who, who looked worse this past week without a wide receiver one? Uh, TB12. AR-12. I'm going to take Justin Fields out of this because, you know what, he's learning a brand new offense. He's working on his footwork. He's working on his throwing motion. But, yeah, like, what about that? Like, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I don't know, Carmen, they didn't They didn't necessarily light up the sky in Tampa Bay.
0: Well, the game was billed as, you know, maybe the last time the two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it were about to go head-to-head, so naturally, it was a defensive slugfest, is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, credit. And that's, I actually just wrote a piece uh, on the Packers D line. Not that that's going to go over well with people that are watching this, um, but how well they, because everyone was like, oh, that was such a boring game. You know, the offenses couldn't get going, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, all right, well, Tom, Tom was missing everybody. Um, Rogers, yeah, like he, like Sammy Watkins goes on IR and you have Al Nazard, but you're just, there's still, honestly, the outlook looks a lot better for the Bucks. Because they're yeah. going to get all these guys back and they're going to be fine. I'm a little concerned with the Packers if teams are able to do what the Bucks did against them, which is take away the run. Mm-hmm. And because they don't really have anything, they're they're going to lean on that a lot this year. Um, yeah. You're not going to be able to count on Randall Cobb streaking down the sideline catching a 40-yard or 52-yard bomb. I think it was. I was like, "What year is it?" Like, yeah. this isn't making. Was sense.
1: Chris Conte out there again? Not Chris. Like, uh,
0: no. Don't go there.
1: Oh, that. That's fair. That is fair.
2: Not Chris Conte. We don't miss him, do we? Yeah. Sorry, Mike. My, mic my, my muted. <laughs>
1: oh, I don't um, know if you. Yeah, I don't no. know if you got heated, and you're like, you can't make fun of Chris Conte. I know you're Tampa Bay. You also have the Tampa Bay love too. So, or he. Uh, what do you think, Dion? Who did who? Who was worse? Who? Who were you? What do you think? Who looked worse?
2: You know what? Um, I think Aaron Rodgers has looked bad all year. Yeah. So I was, I would say, I would say Aaron Rodgers. I think um, you know Tom was was missing everybody, but you know that was a team Aaron Rodgers picked. You know he was okay yeah. with letting Devontae Adams, you know, get up out of there and, and, and go to Vegas. So you know when when you making those type of decisions, you have to be able to elevate those players that surround you. And I just don't think that um, I don't think Aaron's he didn't look good in the Bears game to me. You know, they, we just got the ball ran on us, really, in that game. And I think when he, when he, when he dropped back to pass, we, you know, we got pressure on him. So I, I would say Aaron, Aaron looked bad. Aaron has looked bad this
1: year. Yeah, a lot of times I always want to be hesitant to really, like, knock around Aaron Rodgers because he does so well against us. But I think it's telling the way he's looked this year without his star receivers and everything. And I, I'm here at the NFL Network. And we had goats out here. Where was it? Oh, the field's over there. We had goats. And they put a little, they, put, they had a goat with a Rogers jersey on it. And if I ever want to make like Kurt Warner or any one of those guys upset, I just start questioning Aaron Rodgers because it's a passion of mine. And I'm like, why, why is Rogers in this conversation? of the, Like, why is he, con-? and I, I try to have this conversation with the football guys all the time Is Carmen, Carmen's already met. It was the Chris Conti joke. I, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I, I always look, and I'm like, why is Aaron Rodgers, like, why do they consider him the GOAT? Like, why is he considered better than Matthew Stafford? Because when I look at their resumes, both of them have the same amount of Super Bowl wins. And everybody goes, well, look, look over the last decade, though. And I'm like, okay, let's swap the teams. Like, what if if Matthew Stafford was on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers Back. was on the hey, she's back. I'm back. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on a heater now. See, when you leave, I get on a heater and I go down <laughs> these tangents. Well, I'm just really glad said,
0: Dion was here for the assist. Like, he's, he's pinch hitting for you right now. He's, so, he's, you know, he's shaking I his head. You, I got
1: you. But it's <laughs> like Matthew Stafford would have had this, he would have had the same career as Aaron Rodgers if he had played for the Packers. And everybody goes, How can you tell? And I'm like, I, What he did last year for the Rams? Like, once he finally got out of Detroit, he, he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl every yeah. year. Every year that he has played outside of Detroit, he's won a Super Bowl. There it is. Like, that, that's why I say that Matthew Stafford would probably have had the Aaron Rodgers career if he had been blessed enough to be drafted as Brett Favre's backup. And uh, I don't know. I think the
2: true difference is, is just that Matthew Stafford, I think, he just turns the ball over way more than, than Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the only difference between the two of them. I and mean, that's a big difference. Well, yeah, yeah. and he, the, he
1: played for Detroit. He was,
2: yeah. he was, he was, I'm trying to think of like. But Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers has not had a wide receiver of the caliber of Calvin Johnson. Yep. That Matthew Stafford had.
1: He's had like. You got it.
0: Who? Who? Devont, who was Devontae on the
2: Adams.
0: Devontae Adams? Pre, Pre-Devontae was
2: dicey. Pre-Devontae was dicey.
0: But that's, not, was, Calvin Calvin Johnson,
2: that's yeah. not Calvin Johnson, though. That's not Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Dang. Calvin Dang. Johnson was winning games. Yes, on the <laughs> Devontae wasn't winning games in Green Bay. Calvin Johnson was winning games. That's that's a huge difference. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, and Rogers though can go off script a
0: lot more than Matt Stafford. Than Matt too. Yeah. Like, he the way he scrambles on those bootlegs, he gets out of the pocket. He can throw on the run. He's super accurate. When we gotta started. stop. Wait, we gotta stop this.
2: We it sounds like we no. We gotta. Why yeah, are s-
0: the whole NFC North? So. You guys are <laughs> <about> guys should- <laughs>
1: I, I don't like the way that this pro Rogers talk is gone. Sammy, I save us with that. another. That's
2: question. why I, I just caught myself I need to get out of that. I'm sorry.
1: All right, Sammy, save us with another question, please, if you can. Yeah, I know you were acting, but you really <laughs> believe they the refs were cheating, don't you? Yeah. What do you think? Were the refs cheating?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was so many holding calls that we didn't get. I, every time we play Green Bay, it's like. I see jerseys all the way wrapped around our guys' neck coming off the line of scrimmage, man, and they yeah. never call it. And then the play with Justin, I didn't agree with the play call, but I, I, about 99.9% plus one to get us to the 100% sure that Justin got in on that play and they didn't give it to us. They did not give it to us.
1: It would have seemed like physically impossible for the ball not to cross the plane of the goal line. But and if if it was Aaron Jones running into that pile, they would have signaled a touchdown. Then they would have gone to review. Then they would have been like,
2: ah, "That's I mean, home we can't advantage field advantage touchdown,
0: yeah." field advantage at Lambeau. Everyone knows that. I mean, it, yeah. like it works. It works in any teams or against any other team. I mean, even when well, I when I was with the Bucks, it, it worked against the
2: Bucks too. Oh, like Packers got all the calls that went their way, but Green Bay gets the calls even when they come to Chicago, even when they come yeah. here. They get, that's oh. the rest of all in Chicago.
1: <laughs> yeah. There is, uh, yeah, there's there's, somebody
0: to be on the Bears side.
1: And I, I love when they're telling stories like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers is like best friends with all these referees. He has a he texts them all, like, What, what, what? Like, I know that I'm being extreme, but they're like, <laughs> Oh, he's on a first name basis with all these people. I'm like, That's that's not a problem, like that. I don't know. That's always the kid. That's always like the kid in high school who is the troublemaker. But he was friends with all the wardens or all the wards or the field <laughs> duties or whatever. You know, like what kind the of security. did you, go
0: to that you had a warden. Well,
1: yeah, warden. warden. The ward, whatever. We had a guy. We had a dude the who was Gossler's like counselors. The principal. He was no. This guy was like <laughs> six. No, no, no. This guy was a bouncer, like you would expect. Like he was the kind of guy that would be set up in front of James Hetfield at a Metallica concert. He was six foot five. He was like eight feet wide his name was buzzard and he was and all the other like i was the only troublemaker who never made friends with him because i wasn't smart enough to do this and i'm like oh yeah so one time we were we were you know we were creating a little mischief and buzzard chased me into my classroom i'm like you're picking me out i'm like oh you don't you're not going to get all these other guys so i was only
0: a lot more things make sense adam
1: a ton more things yeah. My grandfather, the criminal, was like, "You know what? Here's what you should do. You should make friends with these." I'm like, "Okay, thank you. Uh, I appreciate your appreciate your input." To now, be,
0: to to move this back to the referees, though, yeah. I do they think cheat. that there's been some, like I've noticed it in multiple games this year where like each crew kind of picks out what they're gonna focus on, yeah. and then like they call it like incessantly. So yeah. like there was like the downfield ineligible receiver downfield calls on that it was it a Monday night game? The Monday night game last week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was the Minnesota Eagles game. Yeah, no, yeah. And I was like, OK, so there's going to be like this crew is emphasizing this. And then you have other crews emphasizing holding. you got other crews like the like the, the crew that I was just with for Bucks Packers. Like the false starts were just everywhere. And it was like just like the flinches, just like the tiny little yeah. flinches. And that a lot of refs kind of let go and then they couldn't get the play clock right at the end and, and there was there was a lot there there's a lot um, I do feel like the cruise, it's it's more stark this year for some reason yeah yeah
1: some, somehow it's getting worse like i i know that baseball's inching towards robot umps i don't know how you do that in football but it also sometimes it doesn't seem like a bad idea also no anyways let's go i was going to i was about <laughs> to get on one again no but it's like why like when they do the replay and it's like hey it looks like he crossed the goal line But I'm like, well, then don't do replay ever, like, because it just slows everything. It just slows the game down. I I legitimately hate replay. So I was at a baseball game a couple of weeks ago, and like Kyle Tucker, like he he dribbled the ball like he was like like low ball himself, just dribbling up like it was clearly not a catch. But Dusty Baker prevented the walk off celebration for against the Angels, who are not even competing. Just, just, he's still upset from 2002. Destroyed this poor kid's walk-off. Like, why do we have replay? It just drives me crazy. I'm sorry. Sammy, again, we need you to save us. Save us. Uh, if Oh, you know what? Thanks, Joe, for bringing this up. If Roquan has more games like he had on Sunday, uh, will polls pay him? What do we think?
0: What did he, what did he tell you, Dion? When you well, told
2: him, I told him, I told Roquan, I said, they're gonna pay you that money, and he laughed. Um, but I don't know. You know, Ryan Poe's, You know, this style of GM that we have is different now. Um, he doesn't look like he. You know, he looks like he sets a number, and, and this is the number he wants to pay, and it's take it or leave it. That's that's kind of like what he's doing. I don't know if he wants to pay that 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 type of money to to an off the you know to an off the ball linebacker. I don't know if he wants to. So. I don't know if he's getting it or not. I don't know. I
0: mean, I think that maybe this year was one of the years, too, though, when the Bears kind of – the focus maybe wasn't necessarily on contending. Obviously, it was more about building a foundation.
2: Mm-hmm. So that Maybe
0: right now it's not worth paying someone a, a bunch of money. Um, yeah. But maybe next year, again, when you have a year in the system, you have the, the draft capital again. You've got You've got a first-round pick finally. Uh, you have got a hundred grand or a hundred million dollars in cap space. Like that might be the the perfect storm of hey, yeah, he he keeps this up, he proves himself as that leader, the backbone of this defense, and you're gonna have no choice because you're also you're gonna have the funds. You're going to now have contention hopes, and yeah, I mean at that point, I think you would have to pay him because he yeah. was such. A pivotal person in this game against the Texans, he was everywhere. His everywhere was insane. insane. In yeah. Every single major defensive stat, he had it, and he uh, had a hip injury too. He had and like the scheme too, it emphasized. Even though he, I think it was just kind of a learning curve with like him being on that weak the weak side now weak instead side, of right yeah. smack dab in the middle. Mm. But he's learning how to be effective out of that out of that part like that position, and he's also. Effective as far as like those gaudy stats, like rushing the quarterback and getting those those pass rush stats that everybody loves so much that inside linebackers normally don't get.
2: too, um, he's big for Tapos So yeah, exactly. yeah. I, you know, I hope they pay him, but I don't know. Ryan Pose is. I'm scared of him. Why? You know, like him. I'm just. I'm. You know, I'm scared of the whole new um regime like i'm like i'm kind of like i don't want to get too excited about it and i'm not too you know i'm not too you know sure about it i like as far as what they're doing with the offensive line i like you know how they put some of those pieces together i still don't really understand the the rotation with with uh with jenkins and 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 patrick join the club yeah, I don't, I'm not really understanding. So it's, it's still some stuff that's kind of like, okay, you know, do they know what they're doing or are we well, mad Nagy and Brian Pace all over again?
1: Well, I feel like part of the things with Jenkins came from the practice over the last week and you got to go out there and practice and perform. And to me, like a lot of this, it, it feels a lot like what happened in Seattle when Pete Carroll got there, and I was able to witness this in Southern California covering USC for the Orange County Register. As a back, I wasn't the main beat writer, but I would go out to practices and stuff. And Pete always had that weird thing that always compete. And it seemed weird to football people because usually, you know, if you grew up, any level of football was always like, these are our guys, you go out and you do it and once they determine it. But Pete was like having weekly, almost weekly competitions, went to Seattle, did a very similar type of thing. that people weren't quite, on board with until it started to be very successful. So I think what they're trying to do is, and, you know, whether it's right or wrong, it'll, you know, we'll find out in the future, but they're trying to get the most out of Tevin Jenkins. And when he's when he's right and when he's ready to go and you see him run blocking, like Man. that guy is a mauler. Yes. Like he's probably our most talented guy. They're just trying to get him to be consistent and to be mature. And so, I don't know, again, unless we see the practices, we don't quite know what's going no. on. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of. the – I mean, for a young guy that they're trying to develop, I'm not a fan of the rotational thing. It's hard to get in the rhythm. It's hard to get in the rhythm that way. And he's still playing well through the rotational thing. I say just get the guy in there, and you know, and hopefully when you know Patrick once he gets healthy, they could throw him back in the you know in in that's center. That's yeah, and I think that'll help Justin as well as far as – because I think that's where the – you know, a lot of their pressure is coming right up the middle.
0: It's, cool. it's the quickest way to the quarterback.
2: So right up the middle. You
0: can exploit – and then, yeah, you've got Sam Mustafer in there who was – you know, I mean, he held his own last year. I know that he took his lumps and all that other stuff, but he doesn't look like he's, – he's meant to be a backup. That's what he's meant yeah. to be, and you love yeah. having him at depth, but you don't want to rely on him to be your starter, and He'll i are seeing that, obviously. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I thought yeah. they knew that last year. I thought I, I thought the tape said that last year, but it, maybe I was looking at the wrong tape. But, but they were put, in,
1: but they're put into this spot because of the injury to Lucas Patrick.
2: Right. So That's if, Lucas right. Had, if, if
1: Lucas had never gotten injured, we probably would have never seen Sam Mustipher, and our lives would probably be the better for it. No disrespect <laughs> to him, but I'm just saying, like, no, I mean, not in a bad way. Like I, I wouldn't be much better. So it's okay. I could admit that. Like it's one of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, I used to go out, and you're you're a comedy guy. Like he would go out on a bill, and they're like, "Hey, Nick Kroll's going to headline." I'm like, "Yeah, that that seems about fair." Like he's way funnier <laughs> than me. Like I get right. that, and it's it's not a shot at me. It's not right. saying that I'm a bad person. It's like, right. "No, I would." I would. Paul Shear and Nick Kroll are going to, yep, and I will go out there and I'll do my ten minutes and be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, let's go take some more questions. As Carmi V is having some issues. Uh, so many issues that are not related to, to what's going on with the Bears but uh, with your equipment. That's okay. We got. Do we, have, do we have questions, Sammy, or do I need to add them? Am I the only one who prefers Herbert over Monty? Uh, I like David's aggressive style, but Herbert has better vision and hits holes better. I think there's room for both of them. Um, I, I'm not necessarily against it, but I don't want to say anything bad about David Montgomery, so I won't. I think that it's good having... I'm going to be like the political guy. Like these are my two kids. My two boys are both great in their own way. I prefer both of them. But Dion, do you have one that you prefer?
2: I like David. I like both running backs. Um, I like David Montgomery a little bit more because he's better in pass blocking. Um mm. and he's better out in you know in space catching the football and you know and making guys miss. Khalil, you know, that like I said, he, he'll find a hole, he'll make a cut. And then he and he's gone. And I think he's great for you know you know change a ba- change of pace running back. But I feel like an all around back, David Montgomery. He has he you know he has everything. He yeah. he has everything that it takes. But I like both. I'm with you. We should have both. But I think you sent David out there. You know to, to kick things off.
0: Yeah, especially when you don't have, you know, the passing game to rely on. You – having a tandem of running backs is a really good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, I really love – I do love the way – that was one note I made when I went and rewatched the game yesterday was I love the way Clint Herbert runs, though. I mean, he is so hungry. He runs like a bat out of hell, and he <laughs> is so tough, too. I mean, he's pushing that pile to get in on, the, on, his, on yeah. One, yeah. that on first touchdown. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, he, he will not be denied. And I love that attitude out of a running back. Uh, but I think it really pays off though, that he has another running back usually to split just, the work with, because that's a really hard pace to sustain uh, and to be that hard nosed all the time without getting a break and having to shoulder the load of, you know, all three downs. But yeah. And I'm with you guys too. I think that Dave Montgomery is a better all around back, but he's also gotten more experience. Yeah, you know, sure. I think Khalil Herbert can it's is still coming along, but I do. I love how hungry he is, and I just love how he runs. It's so physical.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad we've been able to clear the air about the running back situation. And by the way, I've been talking about my air pura air purifier and how great it has been for myself and my kids. Listen, the kids are back in school. COVID cases are on the rise. It's wildfire season in Southern California. There's pollution. Everybody's driving again. Every freeway in Southern California is packed. I need to protect my family. That's why I went out there and got an air purifier from Air Pura, uh, one of the best decisions I have made. And by the way, the other day, Air Pura, that air purifier company reached out to us and we are now uh, able to give you a little bit of a discount. Use the code 67 for 7% off your Air Pura. You gotta make this move. If you, if you want, yes, 7% off, which of course is my favorite number. So it all works out. So uh, big thanks to the folks at Air Pura for doing that for us. And I suggest to anybody who's looking to, uh, to clear the air in their own household, check them out. It look, it's a cool thing, too. It looks dope. Like, it looks cool in our house. Looks like an accessory. But in any event, how about Sammy? How about another question, though? All right. Love Bears all. If the Bears' defense, special teams, and running game are good enough to win games, how good will they be when Fields figures it out and plays up to his potential. How good will they be next year? or what about later in the year? How good could this
2: team be, Dion? um I'm not you know I'm not really hundred percent sure that the defense is good. Mm-hmm. I think the defense is okay. um I mean, they got they got ran on this week too. Yeah. And David Mills made some you know he made some plays with his arm. so i'm not I'm not not too sure about this year, but I think next year, when they're able to add more pieces, um, you know, to the defense that's more fitting for the scheme that they want to run, and Justin is, you know, he'll be a year into this offense. I think they could be really good with them adding pieces. But right now, I think it's too soon to tell if the defense is good or if they're going to improve. But right now, we can't, we're having a hard time stopping a run, and, you know, anytime you can't stop the run, it's going to be a long season. It kind of, you remember in 2000, when we had uh what's his name? Uh, Mel Tucker was through. when Mark Tressman was here. Yeah. Remember that? We used to get ran on Oh yeah. All the time. It was demoralizing. And it's kind of, I kind of get flashbacks to that sometimes when I see some of these when, when we were playing Green Bay and they were running on us like at will, it kind of reminded me of that. And I think a lot of times, you know, we you know we are turnovers and stuff, but you know, we still gave up 20 points. That's you know, that's not really great good defense in 2018 we was holding two teams of 10 15 points a game or something like that and that's not the that's really not what this defense is giving i don't think it's there yet but if they gel and come together and able to start stopping a run you know then they have potential to be you know be good i don't i don't know we super bowl ready though so to the person that asked that question you know just relax, <laughs> relax yeah. a little bit and, and you know let's just see what happens
1: Yeah, it's also, like, I'm curious, Carmen, like, Saquon Barkley looks like he's back. (laughs) That feels like it could be a problem this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, also, I mean, you got Matt Adams was out, middle linebacker. uh, In the past game, too, Jalen Johnson is out. You have Jalen Jones, right, Uh, that's filling in for him. And it's like, so you don't necessarily have the health there either. But, yeah, I mean, Saquon's going to be something to contend with, just like the tandem in Green Bay was. And I think that people have noticed or teams have noticed that as a, as a potential weakness for this bears defense. But again, they're in a different scheme. They also changed schemes entirely. They were a three, four last year. They were four. Yeah. three yeah. So there, I think a lot of these guys are still getting used to it. And I don't think like Roquan I think is on the other side of his learning curve, but Roquan is Roquan. Right. So I think yeah. it might be taking these guys a little bit longer. Yeah. Although um, Matt Perflus does have some of his guys from Indy now, you know, it, with the bears, but it's just gonna. It's, they're they're still they're still getting there, but I mean they have the pieces at every level, which I really appreciate. And I mean the the strength of this defense I think is the secondary because now you've got Eddie Jackson being able to play like Eddie Jackson because yeah. of Quan Brisker. And I mean, right now we're seeing Kyler Gordon get picked on, and we're going to see how he responds to it because he's either going to grow up real quick, or he's going to fold. And I the fact that they've already moved him inside a nickel. And as cerebral of a position as that is, that makes me think they have a lot of faith in him to figure it out. And I think he will. I think it's yeah. just this is new. And, and you're playing with a lot of young guys. And it's a new system. So I'm not super worried about it. But, you know, in the immediate future, the Giants are going to, they look pretty well matched up to kind of exploit some of the weaknesses. that
2: It didn't. didn't Mr. Barkley, he hurt his knee here a year ago or two, right? Didn't he get it? Yeah. it yeah. so yeah, so was here. Yeah, it's I was say, where hasn't
0: Saquon hurt his knee though? Because he
1: also oh, <laughs> come on now. He looks healthy. He Although- <laughs> he it, I,
0: like when you said that, I was like, wait, am I remembering the bears? Or am I remembering the Bucks? Because he did hurt it. His-
1: oh my god. <laughs> you're right, yeah. The
0: first one was with the Bears. The first time he hurt himself was against the he did I, hurt was, himself I, was, against I was at the, the game where he hurt it in Tampa. So I was like, I <laughs> That's why that was I, a I, brutal that one. Was, that was a good joke. I
1: like Saquon. I don't know the field and the field in uh, like the turf, you know, is under fire in yeah, the Meadowlands I, I, because what happened to what happened is uh, Sterling uh, Shepard. But, but I did want to point out that uh, with Kyler Gordon had one of the plays of the game, batting down the ball at the line of scrimmage uh, that he got his like got his hand on very close to being a pick six, okay. but a very instinctual play. Oh, but I mean, like that was that wasn't like it hit him in the six. Like, he had to extend himself. They it would have been a,
2: get,
1: yeah. it been a tremendous grab. But you know what? That's fine. You get it, get it, knock it down. Like, just that's the first thing that you have to do next time. Perhaps you can turn that into a pick six. So, I love that part of it. I love um, – I do, I do think, too, that Brian Dable hates running the football. So, that part I'm a little encouraged by. He gave Saquon 14 attempts, even though he was running. Like, your quarterback's getting murdered, and yet you – Saquon's running excellently and you still only give him 14 or just 14 attempts. That was inexcusable, but listen, well, keep it up. They down don't...
0: another receiver though. So he might not have a choice.
1: No, oh, don't tell me that. Like, let me, let me believe actually, you know what? They should rest Saquon. Like don't get him into the mix. Uh, keep him healthy and ready to go. But we're going to break down that game on Thursday. We're chasing down a guest. And of course we'll do all that. But listen, um, Dion, I wanted to thank you so much for being here. We appreciate uh, everything that you do. Uh, can you tell everybody, I want to I want to get all the uh, plugs in there, where they can follow you, where they can see you, because I know you're touring as well. So uh, the floor is yours. Kind of explain where you're going to be.
2: Okay. So um, you can follow me on, on all social media at Mojo Brooks. They just got it popped up down there at the bottom. Um, Chicago, I will be at the Erie Crown Theater for two shows. Um, October 14th and 15th. The 15th, I will be headlining um, alongside of some great comics, uh, Ricky Smiley uh Jess Hilarious B Simone um and a few you know a few other uh, D-Ray Davis and a few other people uh and then you know I'll be some other places in the country uh Charlotte I'll be there in uh November the links are on my page I I just got some of these dates in my mind this Chicago no, okay. Bears stuff I've been all over the place like this last two weeks um yeah. I don't know if you all have yet but when you get off of here go to the Chicago Bears page I actually did a, a recap video um from the field, like a part two of the original video where I'm calling the girl and I told her, like, hey, I told you I'm with the team, you know, and I'm on the team. So I think you guys should go check that out. But, yeah, the biggest one, Chicago, October 14th and 15th, Eric Crown Theater, Ticketmaster get your tickets.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We hope uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. We Absolutely. appreciate it having you. All right.
2: Yeah. We'll... we'll, yeah.
1: we'll- you back hopefully you'll have more good times and call on your girl and celebrate instead of being all (laughs) heartbroken yeah and you like that but thank you so much for being here all
2: right thank you
1: all right there he goes the great Dion brooks no i'm not done with you i want to get no you get your you get your moment in the sun we want to talk about all the great things that you're doing as well uh fox sports where are you going to be this weekend
0: uh i will actually just be I'm not going to any game this weekend. Uh, oh, okay. So I will be able to actually like to hone in and watch on multiple screens, each of the games. Uh, but then I will be at the bears. I think I'll be at bears the next couple of weeks. Uh, I, I have a Detroit trip at some point soon. I like my schedule also is all over the place, but I'm going to bounce around the division uh, for the rest of the season. I've got three more trips up to green Bay. So.
1: <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry, but I apologize in advance for having to go up to that wretched place But uh, And for me, you know, I will, of course, be on the NFL Network pretty much every day. And Sunday, you can catch me at Rip Beer Company in Huntington Beach, California, the PCH location. We've got a nice little crew of Bears fans who've started to show up. We, of course, will be there for the 10 a.m. California start for the Bears versus the New York Giants. So for Carmen and Dion, I want to thank everybody for being here with us tonight. Great show. Great questions. We'll see you Thursday. And until then, bear down, and Sammy, go ahead and play us up. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.